and welcome to the Armchair Analysts. My name is Rob, and this is my dad, Ed. Hi. Since the early 70s, I've been watching the NFL with my dad, and just as long, we've been coaching teams, announcing games, and analyzing all things NFL from the comfortable distance of fandom. And now we're bringing you into our discussions. So grab some snacks and the best seat in the house, and join us, the Armchair Analysts. So you're going to have to educate me, right, because I don't know a whole lot about people coming out of college or whatever. Like I said, most of what I know is uh, just what I've seen on other people's mock drafts. So Yeah, and, and so I, I gather some information from them too, but then I've watched a lot of – I watch almost as much college football as I do pro football during the season. So, you know, some of, some of my stuff are be long shots and, and some are – like you said, it'll be some will reflect off the knock uh, draft. Some I'll agree with, and some I won't agree with. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, and that being said, I never heard of these guys doing the mock drafts either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I know some of the football analyst guys and some of the writers or whatever, but when it comes draft time, these people show up with these mock drafts. They're like, so-and-so's mock draft number one and so-and-so's mock draft version 3.0. And, like, I don't know who these guys are. <laughs> like, I don't why know. are they doing I, a mock be honest, draft? Be honest with you, I don't know who some of them are either. Right. Well, so yeah. we might as well do a mock draft, right? <laughs> if they can do one, we could do one. Yeah, it works for me. Awesome. All right. So ready? Uh, how do you want to do this, though? You're You're going to be in charge here. Well, I'm just going to say that I think there's some people that are overrated, some that are underrated, and I thought we'd spend most of that half hour telling, you know, talking about maybe some of both. Okay. Okay. Yep. We'll start out with, uh, you know, shaky situations or the things that to watch for, if you will. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, I'm going to start with uh, Kyler Murray. And if the Cardinals don't take him on the first round, I think he could maybe even drop out of the top ten. Really? Yeah, because he's uh, and I disagree with this, but he's five ten, and but, but Wilson's five eleven, Breeze is six foot, and uh, um, uh, Mayfield's six one. Uh, what about Mahomes? How tall is he? Uh, I think he's like six two, six three. Oh, is he? I, I thought he was a shorter quarterback. I don't think. I don't think. I don't. I think he's around. He's not tallest by any means, but I think he's about six two, something like that. Gotcha. And 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 I've been doing some thinking too. You know, here's another thing. You know, with this new salary cap, uh, well, not new. It's been around for a while. Those rookies, they have a cap on them. The first three or four years, they can't make more than seven million a year. So, uh, what I'm thinking is, you take a team that's got a decent quarterback, like the Chiefs did when they had Alex Smith, and then they grab a Mahomes. Now you play it out, you know, one learns from the other, and, you know, one of them might become available like like Smith was as trade bait, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, look, Russell Wilson, he's getting $140 million a year. You know how many players that could, uh, and I'm not saying he's not worth it, but I'm saying uh, if you take, uh, let's suppose, for example, the Cardinals have Rosen and they take Murray, that's not necessarily a bad situation. They're both under the salary cap. 
Uh, Reginald will be under for like three more years, and Murray will be under four. Let's see how it plays out. And uh, if you get one that you feel pretty comfortable with, you stick with them and trade the other one. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but anyways, it's just some rambling I'm doing right now. So well, no, I mean that, but that's a new twist on it because nobody's talking about them actually keeping both guys. I mean, yeah. they're talking about if they take Murray, that means the writing on is on the door for Rosen, and they're trading him right away. But you're saying because Rosen is still on entry level contract or whatever that he's cheap, so they might as well keep them both. And you know, because what exactly. if what if they get Kyler Murray and you know they run the offense and him and Cliff Kingsbury and everything's hunky-dory and they're setting all kinds of records and then seven games into the season, boom, tear the ACL. Well, and that's you know, really now you got remember. Rosen and you just throw him in there. Well, you remember last year, that's reason I took the Eagles. It was the only team to me that had two starting quarterbacks. Right. And uh, they didn't quite make it as far as I said, you know, but right down to the wire with the Saints, really, when you come down to it. Um, but anyways, that's a, that's just, a, like I said, I'm going to be talking crazy stuff. Uh, um, no, I, mean, yeah, I think you're the first one I've heard made that point about them keeping both. And that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but I mean, if they do that, of course, they're taking Kyler Murray first and he does not fall out of the now, top 10. I mean, now, if you got a quarterback, it's a you know, $120 million quarterback. Uh, and you take a, a Kyler Murray or something, now you, you you got a different situation. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, That's um, what I'm saying. That makes sense. I never thought about it that way before. Yeah, and like I said, the worst could happen because uh, Rosen's obviously not a bad quarterback, and Murray, we, we're yet to see. You know, we've seen over the years, we've seen the Ryan Lease and the Jamarcus Russells and the – Pinch Youngs and the Matt Leonard's, uh, all these guys, boom, 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 you know. Sam Bradford, he's one of those. Yeah, Bradford. You know, the year they signed him before they had that salary cap, he made more money as without ever throwing a, a football in a pro football game than Peyton Manning was making. Jeez. <laughs> They signed him to that bigger contract. They thought he was going to be that good, and I've seen that. That's crazy. Uh, so, a lot of people might think this hurts these guys, but I, I think it's fair enough to give them six or seven million for a little while and see. But, anyways, my point being is that there's another another piece to this puzzle, in my opinion, that. Uh, they're looking at these quarterbacks, and uh, Murray's had, you know, you can't argue with these stats. They were better than Mayfield's. But having said all that, probably the best two quarterbacks out there aren't eligible for the draft. And I think most of the teams that need a quarterback are saying, hey, if we still need a quarterback next year, if we haven't resolved it some way, and we're, we're that bad, we're going to get one of those two guys. And that's a guy from Oklahoma that. No, he's Alabama. He's Alabama. Uh, Murray was Oklahoma. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, and uh, that quarterback from Clemson, that Trevor Lawrence. And uh, I think they played in the championship game was Alabama and uh, Clemson, and those are probably the two best quarterbacks, and they're not eligible because they have a rule in uh, football you got to be a certain age or something like that, 20 or something, before they can draft you. And those guys are both younger than that, which is amazing that a teenager could be – you know, yeah, 
the captain on your ship, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, but anyway, having said that, now, some other things will, I don't want to be laborious because we, we got the clock running, right? Yeah. Just like they do in the, in the draft. Um, I think a guy that's uh, very questionable, to me, I like a lot of things about him is that uh, I like his, first, I like his heritage is that DK Metcalf. And he has like the second fastest time ever in uh, the uh, for a wide receiver in the uh, four in the uh, forty. Uh, I think he ran in four three five. So he's got blinding speed. His muscle fat is like less than two. They said, but they also, from what I've heard about him, they said for some reason, even though he's fast as he is, he's from Mississippi. Um, his agility, and I, which is interesting when you read about, they separate agility from speed. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, I'm thinking maybe he's muscle bound. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like you seen, like I think that's what happened to Tiger Woods a few years back. He got muscle, but kept working out, working out. I was even at a couple, or at least one of his tournaments where he'd work out before the. Uh, you know, he'd be down there four or five o'clock in the morning working out, and then after he's done playing all that golf, he'd hit practice golf clothes, and then he'd come back to the hotel and be in the workout room again. Right. And, and now, if you notice, he's standing down. He's getting more fluid. And I think some of these guys, and I'm just guessing on him that that might be his situation. But having said that, I'd still take a fly on him just because of his speed and think maybe he can, you know, with the right kind of trainers or training and uh, – his his uh, I don't know his his father and his uh, grandfather. I, I think you know he's got he's got the good genes going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they say he's got a hell of a work ethic. So I think they might be able to bring him along. So anyways, my my point being is this: DK Metcalf may go lower than he deserves to go. That's all I'm going to say. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because, like most of the drafts, uh, mock drafts I've seen have him going to the Redskins, and I think they're around like 15 or so. Uh, Okay. Well, I don't know if he'll go that low, but I've heard people have him, you know, it's like second, third pick that high up. Oh, really? uh, Wow. Yeah. I I haven't seen him that high. But But this is good. Well, what I was going to say is earlier today, and not having thought about this guy at all that you mentioned, um... Uh, I was thinking about uh, Fitzmagic in Miami, and, and yeah. I'm happy that the Dolphins have moved on from Tannehill and that they got, you know, Fitzmagic and are giving him a crack, you know, to run the show. And there's some talk about, you know, the Dolphins trading up to get a quarterback, you know, Dwayne Haskins or uh, Locke or whatever. And I'm thinking they just got Fitzmagic, man. They don't need a quarterback. What I'd like to see them get is like a really – and I wasn't even thinking of the draft. I was thinking like a trade. Like I was thinking about Mike Wallace. You know, what? I don't know whatever happened to him. But, well, he was – I heard he was at the Ravens a little while back. But, uh, right, but like years ago, he was like super fast. He would blow the top off the defense. You know, you throw him the bomb. And yeah, he like was, Roethlisberger to Wallace was like lethal in one of his earlier years. And right. I was thinking they could get him if he still had the speed. But now that you bring up Metcalf having that speed, 
I'd think it would be really cool if the Dolphins got him and let, you know, Fitzmagic air it out to him. Well, I know many the, times a game. <laughs> yeah. I, I know there's receivers at the Jets when they they like Fitz Magic over the whoever the starter was at that time. I can't remember. Uh, but anyways, uh, and I, I read some interesting things on his stats. Believe it or not, right now, even with him throwing up interceptions, are some of the highest stats of any. Uh, I think the only ones that are ahead of him are like Rogers, uh, uh, Brady. Uh, Breeze and a couple other ones, right? Uh, and he's up there. He's like about fifth, you know. <laughs> so uh, you know, of course, like he's, he's he's a smart guy. He just uh, and he can air it out. But uh, he's getting older, so they're going to have to look down that road sooner or later. So AJ's a Dolphins fan, and he's been following a little bit. And he said they they uh, interviewed him like after a a practice or a workout or whatever they're doing now, the voluntary workouts or whatever. Uh-huh. And they're like, how'd it go? And he said, uh, not very good. <laughs> and, and, they're, and they're like, you know, a couple more questions or whatever. And he said, uh, I'm in, I'm in peak off season form. <laughs> he said, you know, when the time comes, I'll be in peak season form, but right now I'm in peak off season form. You talking about Fitzmagic? Yeah, uh, he's a Harvard guy. He ain't no dummy. So, yeah, well, I uh, just thought it was hilarious. Just his yeah. his kind yeah, of attitude or whatever. He's like, yeah, he is. He, he's got uh, you know sort of a cool personality. Okay, moving right along. Yeah. Uh, you know, frequently in the years past, usually most of your first round picks are offensive linemen. I think this year we want to see more defensive players. Uh, there's a there's guys like guy from LSU, guy from Kentucky. Uh, they're not all necessarily linemen, but a uh, guy from Alabama. They're all, of course, they're highly talented and address things. You know, so that none of them guys will be surprises. But guys, if you can catch a real surprise, you remember you, you remember far enough back that played for Denver named Mecklenburg. Yeah. Carl, I think, was his name. Yeah, he, he's in the Hall of Fame. You know where he went to college? Marshall. No. Dang it. <laughs> uh, same place Kenny Anderson went. Uh, I wouldn't know. Bengals quarterback. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know where they went to college. Augustana. Yes, okay. exactly. Augustana. I knew that. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, August, yeah, and he he was like a ninth round pick, and they and uh, Terrell Davis had played so good for the Broncos, he was a sixth round pick. You know, I mean, yeah, well, that, I mean uh, Tom Brady's a sixth round pick, right? Brady's a sixth round. Pick, Antonio uh, Brown, I think, was a sixth round pick. Who? Antonio Brown. Yeah, he was six Central Michigan. He played his first year or two at a community college, and so did Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers couldn't get anybody interested in him play the community college first two years before he went to University of California. But anyways, now um, so now another. I know I'm a little biased here, and he did me off when he didn't play in that bowl game because he was worried about getting hurt. But I think a guy that's off the radar that is going to make somebody a good quarterback is that Will Gear from WVU, right? Uh, last year before he got hurt, not this year. He 
um, had every NCAA record there was. Uh, you know, he, he was leading the whole the league. And then he got hurt with about five games left. And, of course, WVU tanked at that point. But this gear guy, I got a feeling, uh, and I see him as a matchup uh, for somebody like, it sees a little deeper beyond the surface in terms of looking out there a little while. And uh, I see him as a potential uh, New York Giant uh, with Eli in a big real hurry to get dump him. And also somebody could probably teach somebody like Gear. And, uh, or I see him as uh, somebody like New England. Uh, you, know, you know, not real high on the radar like Brady was. Right. Somebody, somebody's not going to push Brady for a year or two if he needs him once another year or two. And uh, so, anyways, that, that's one of my sort of biased off the wall picks is that this gear is not on anybody's radar screen on any of the mock drafts anywhere. And uh, I think they're making a mistake. I think they're going to be saying, like Russell Wilson, how did this guy get to the third round? You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, and, it makes sense for uh, New England. Um, pick it, the Giants might go quarterback earlier than that well, everybody's predicting them to go earlier than right. that that's, but that's the reason I'm saying with if they have a really bad season and they got that Charcon Barkley and they got rid of the troublemaker uh, Odell Beckham and uh, they're going to be able to enough, do okay with the draft this year I, so they'd be a team that I'd be talking about that would be Looking next year, if they have a really bad record at that kid from Alabama, that Samoan, or that kid from Clemson, that Charlie Right, but they're not going to plan on having a bad record. I mean, they're not no. going to draft this year in order no, to not do no, well next year. No, I, I'm not saying you ever set out to play for the draft right away, but my point is Eli Manning's not that bad. You've heard how many times have you saying, I think he's still got some good football left in him. Sure. He's just been horribly coached. I mean, he had that McAdoo who just did not want him to play his brand of football, you know what I mean? Right. And uh, that just really, you know, put him in the tank. And uh, so I wouldn't, you know, I, I think they can say, hey, we got a good, solid pro quarterback here. And if things go south, we'll look at what's on the board next year, you know what I mean? Right. And those two just being examples of what, what I'm talking about. Uh, tight ends, it seems like... Uh, uh, are going to be in hot demand from what I've been gleaning. Um, uh, and I think one thing really surprising, I think it's Iowa. I think they've got two tight ends that they're talking about going in the top 20. I said, not too many teams here that with two tight ends unless you go back to like Belichick when he had uh, Gronkowski and uh, Hernandez. By the way, did you see Gronk retired? Yeah, well, I was just about to bring that up when you start talking about tight ends. Like, the team that needs some tight ends is uh, uh, New England because they have made use of them for years. They've been yeah. like their one of yeah, the main keys to their success has been, uh, you know, successful tight end because they had, didn't they have two Gronkowskis for a while? Well, the brother, I don't know if he, he might have played there for a while, but I, he, he did a stint at the Browns. Did he? I thought they were both playing for New England, and well, he Hernandez might have been there was in the mix in there played. somewhere. And 
He played the Browns for a while. I'm almost, almost positive. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you're Belichick. You're right. And uh, did you see the Steelers let that uh, Jesse James go to the Lions too? Did you see that? Yeah. Well, I think Jesse James let himself go to the Lions, but yeah. Yeah. Well, the Steelers well, made him an offer, I believe, and he passed. Uh, I think what happened was he see the hand right now. Well, he looked like he might be able to break through, and then that they've got that McDonald. Can you think of anybody, any particular team, the, the things that you're wondering about or thinking about? Let's see if I. Um, yeah. So, Cincinnati, right? In the mock drafts I've seen, they have them taking uh, a quarterback. And it's usually the guy from Ohio State, I think, which is Haskins. Yeah. Is that. Haskins, yeah. Yeah. I don't understand that because I don't know what's wrong with Andy Dalton. I mean, Andy Dalton's been fine. As far as quarterbacks go, I mean, he's not, you know, Tom Brady, but he's certainly not, you know, uh, what's the guy from the Titans that drives me nuts? Mariota. Mariota. Um, You know, so I don't understand why they would waste a first-round pick on what I see as kind of a middling-level prospect. Um. You know, like that one baffles me. Well, here's the thing that I always think about Ohio State. You name me one ever quarterback they've put in pro football. Yeah, we talked about that, didn't we? Yeah. On yeah. The, uh, during the year, we talked about the like Arch yeah. Schuster. Yeah, Schuster, of course, he went to jail. He'd been in jail like three times, embezzlement and all that. And uh, he had a drug habit. I talked to that name pretty well. But, I mean, even yeah. if you don't lump the guy into an unassociated hit, I mean, because really, that's just all coincidence anyway. Uh, well, yeah, no. I mean, what kind of guy are you recruiting? I mean, look at Barrett. He set all them NCAA records. He could, I don't even know if he's able to make him Canadian pro. I don't know what happened to him. Right, uh, but I mean, there's there would be no, unless Ohio State football philosophy that has run for the past 50 years somehow, you know, produces quarterbacks that are not good matches for the NFL, which I don't know how you would do that consistently over 50 years, then really it's just coincidence. But I, You're probably right. But even it if may- you take away the history part, I just don't think, I mean, I just think like his his ceiling is not that high. You know what I'm saying? Well, the, the thing the things they like about him is he's, he's like 6'3", 6'4", and uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm like you. I think he's a little bit overrated. And that backup that played behind Dalton, Dalton got hey, He played pretty good football. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to remember who that was. Yeah, I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, I think he's played his college ball at University of Maryland, I think. Um, I'm struggling with his name right now. I thought he, you know, I, you know, I mean, uh, the, the what's his name, the Red Rocket, Dalton, and uh, he went down. I said, you know, and then I watched this guy play, and he had played some good football. So really, they're not hurting at that. The big thing that comes into play there is they got that Zach Taylor, new coach. A lot of times, new coach comes in once playing his own imprint, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I get that, like, in the Cardinals case, right? Because they're developing their, a whole new identity down there, and the coach and the quarterback have familiarity with each other, and he's a, 
you know, he wants to run this. What like I'm actually excited for them to draft Kyler Murray. I want to see what the Cardinals do. You know, because like they still have David Johnson down there that they totally did not utilize well the past couple of years since he was not hurt. And yeah. you know, like I'm looking forward to the Cardinals with that. But the Bengals, I don't understand that. Like Dalton to me is like a Philip Rivers. You know, like the Chargers had Rivers for years and consistently underperformed as a team. You know, like expectations wise, they'd go seven and nine. I think even a couple of years under North Turner, they did like two and 14 or whatever. But Rivers was not the issue. It was just either the system or the players surrounding him or bad luck or whatever. You know, and and Cincinnati seems that way to me, too. It's like, it's not really, like, I don't like the Bengals, you know, especially, you know, Vontae's perfect. I'm glad they got rid of him or whatever, and some of those shady characters that they had. Um, but Dalton was not their issue. <laughs> I, I think he's a, he's a stable quarterback. Like I said, he's not maybe Tom Brady, but he's certainly not a Mariota. They could win with him if they fixed the rest of the team. And I don't understand why they would waste a top 10 pick or wherever they're at to pick a a middling potential other quarterback. Yeah, I I tend to agree. that I think their problem was was the leadership they had from the front office and who they were picking. I mean, they they were picking some criminals. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And they had that guy from WVU, that big uh, wide receiver, and he died. He fell on the back of a pickup truck. Uh, probably, you know, I don't know. His circumstances were suspicious there. And then the uh, that or the Pac-Man Jones, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like and these guys. I mean, they they just put that element on their team. That's pretty hard to coach that kind of element. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, right, but, and perfect. Who was always in danger of getting ejected? Oh yeah, well, and making uh, such a big bad, uh, you know, put him in a bad situation. Well, I like that year, Steelers made the playoffs because of him, really. Yeah, and brought on the Joey Porter rule. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm thinking that they're like I think the prognosticators are wrong in that case I don't see the Bengals doing that I think they're going to take um, you know maybe one of the defensive guys that everybody's hot after there's the Devin White and Devin Bush and those people yeah. um, I've know. heard a name turn around a guy named Oliver and they said he could be the probably won't be the one of the first ones to go but might have the biggest upside of all of them you heard of him um, not I probably have, but it's not standing out to me at the moment. I can't remember. The, the team that I remember, the ones they were hot on was one was from Alabama, one was from Kentucky, and one was from LSU. And I don't know if Oliver might have been Houston, maybe. LSU, I think, was one of the Devons. Yeah, I think it's Oliver might be a Houston guy, University of Houston. But anyways, um you see any surprises out there other than, uh, say, Cincinnati not taking Haskins? Or Well, I think the biggest surprises are going to be uh, the trades that you don't see coming. Like, Yeah, like, yeah, I agree with so, you. There. So here's a theory I have, right? And Nick Bosa, okay? Were it not for Kyler Murray and the, the stars aligning to put him on the Cardinals, people 
I think the general consensus is that Nick Bosa would be the first guy to go in the draft. Like he is the premier talent, and lucky 49ers, they're going to get him just because Arizona wants Kyler Murray so bad. He, Nick Bosa, said some things that were sketchy and made me not like him very much. <laughs> and, you know, I don't want to be the judge and jury or put words in the guy's mouth, but my point is that San Francisco is the organization that Kaepernick played for and that wow. started that whole thing or whatever. So I'm not so sure that it would be a good PR move or that Nick Bosa would be a good fit for... Uh, San Francisco, but that kind of puts them in a pickle, you know, because if they don't take the best guy available for political reasons, then, you know, they're not playing good football. But if they do take the best football player available, then they might have a, a, you know, a PR thing or a problem in the locker room or whatever. So my prediction for a super surprise is that San Francisco trades that pick, the second pick. You know, somebody goes way up to get the second pick and gives up a lot. And I'm not really sure exactly what San Francisco needs, but they got a couple pretty good quarterbacks. They got a really good tight end. They got some decent defensive guys or whatever. Um, So I'm thinking that San Francisco might move down some spots, get some extra picks in the draft or maybe uh, some, you know, gap-filling defensive guys or depth offensive linemen or something, and maybe pick up somebody like your Metcalf guy or, you know, some kind of offensive playmaker, right, to add to the pretty good quarterback tight end thing that they got going out there. Well, how, I mean, what do you think about that? Like, have you heard any of that? No, no, I, I, I think he's overrated, and, and I wasn't thinking. I didn't even know he made politically sketchy stuff. I just, I think, I thought Bosa was overrated. I mean, uh, uh, that's what I think. I, th- I thought if they didn't take him, it's because he maybe he would, like you say, be great trade bait because there's a lot of people who think he's, like you said, the best. But I think there's some other players out there that. The you know haven't got the publicity where they come from Prairie View or you know Alabama A and M or you know what I'm saying, right? So so who would jump up and give up a lot to to nab Bosa in the second? And he's a sketchy guy, right? And possibly well, overrated. I was just going to say that's funny. I, I'm, with the sketchy part, I, this is the first I've heard of that, and I usually follow that stuff pretty close. So, so well, I mean, I might I, be being unfair to the guy, and I no, no, no. I, no, I, what I mean, I, I'm sort of surprised that I didn't read that somewhere on him. I just think he's over, overrated. Just like every once in a while, you get some of these guys that you know are highly talented. I, I think he's going to be one of them ones that will he'll be all right. And this blonde thing, watch him come out and be rookie of the year next year. So. <laughs> right. Uh, but but, uh, but we, I, I, we, I, I, I'm like you. If I had him, I would trade. You know, I would like to say, look at other spots that they have because they got some good things going for them out there. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, I think that. And, and if you look at that division, you know, you take somebody like Seattle. 
I was reading an article here last year. They've only had like one. I said, they they hardly ever go after like the. They they trade away almost all of their first round picks, and you know they don't go after these. You know they built most of their team around. Well, that Sherman was a sixth round. Russell Wilson was third round. Um, but they, they they gave numbers and they just don't do. It. That's not how they build their team. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I can see Bosa being somebody that uh, uh, I'm trying to think who might be a high profile team that would. Um, I, I think we were just talking about him. I like. I wouldn't be surprised if. If he doesn't have the Bengals written all over him, and the Bengals, like I said, are sitting at like ten or whatever, yeah. So they're not going to give up a whole lot. They'll give up a decent amount, but not a whole lot to go from ten to two. And San Francisco doesn't lose a whole lot. They still get somebody. You know, they're going to get their pick of a of a some other position, right? So they're not going to get the best defensive end or whatever Bosa is. Yeah, yeah. I just, but they could still easily get the best linebacker or the best wide receiver or the best uh, yeah, cornerback or whatever they want. But you got to find somebody that really needs a defensive end. I mean, for example, you take like the Broncos, you know, they don't need somebody like that. Uh, uh, the Bengals do, don't they? Yeah. No, I agree the Bengals. I'm just saying they got to be a fit. I think the Bengals would be a fit. Yeah. Uh, just for the heck of it, if that scenario played out, right? If the if the Bengals traded up and they took Bosa second, and San Francisco dropped down to ten or wherever the Bengals are um, to take, uh, you know, some other position, it would not be a quarterback, right? And the Bengals were predicted to get Haskins, so that could mean that Haskins drops way down. Um. You know, like almost into the bottom half, and then you could start looking at uh, Haskins going to New England or Green Bay or somewhere that's got a decent quarterback, you know, and it's just going to keep him to train or for emergency or whatever. Yeah, I, I think Haskins and the height that goes with him. He's going to expect to start almost right away, uh, whether he's a, whether he's good enough or not. I think the I think whoever takes him is going to plan on him starting, um, just like they did with Mayfield. Uh, I'm not saying he's that talent, but I'm saying that I think. But if you, that's the reason I say you take a guy like that Gear, he's totally off the radar. Nobody's planning on a guy like that starting. You know what I mean? Um, and um, the Bengals so, are eleventh, so they would go to second for the 49ers, and the 49ers would drop down to. Eleven. The Jags have always had a good defense, and they but they were pretty miserable last year. I don't know where they are with defensive ends. The Jaguars might make a a good. Uh, yeah, that was not a bad shot either. But I think they're still getting defensive about, ends at seven. I don't know that they'd make that jump. How about Tampa Bay? Where are they at? Uh, they're fifth. And again, so like there's a bunch of they and they they've been calling him Edge now, which I assume yeah. is a defensive end guy who it's it's a James Harrison person. Basically. Yeah, and I, I think what is it got a little more speed than a lot of your defensive ends too. Right, Edge. but there's like four or five of them that they're throwing in the top 
10 or 15 slots. So I, I don't know that it's going to be, you know what I mean, somebody that's close to second pick is probably not going to trade up. Like fifth is too close, I think. Yeah, but if you're all the way down at 11th, like the Bengals, you know, you might trade up to get Bosa, who's the the premier guy, rather than the fifth out of the five, you know, when everybody starts picking them and they go in a run, you know. Well, how are we doing our half hour probably over? Yeah. All right. More or less. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Armchair Analysts. We'll be back next week with more analysis, commentary, and predictions.